Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Just a quick little reminder before we get started this week. Every week, I send out a newsletter to my email subscribers, which lets everybody know when the podcast goes up each week and what the topic is. I include in that newsletter recipes and articles and product recommendations. I really cover everything from wellness to style, beauty, home decor. There's lots of great stuff that I send out every week. So if you're not already a subscriber, you will definitely want to get on that list. And the way that you can do that is by going to welligantwoman.com. I have a free guide that you'll get immediately upon signing up, which is called the Midlife Glow Up Guide, another great resource which outlines a few simple, simple steps that you can take over a period of seven days to kind of give your body a reset and a big boost of energy and vitality. So be sure to sign up for that. Um, okay, so on to this week's topic, which is the essence of a elegant woman. Um, I get asked a lot about, you know, kind of the, the name of my business. And in my opinion, one of the hardest things about starting a business um, as a coach and a solopreneur is coming up with a name that truly captures not only who you are personally, um, but also what you value, what is at the heart of your coaching philosophy Um, what is unique about you and what you do for your clients, you know, what you provide for your clients. Um, And this is especially difficult if you're somebody like me who is, you know, quote unquote, multi-passionate. I heard that term a while back and thought, oh my God, that's me. Um, Essentially, it means that you have many interests and hobbies and things that you love to do and to learn and talk about. Um, You know, you just feel like you, you can go off in a million different and exciting directions. So committing to one of them is really hard. Um, The name Welligant Woman was actually based off of a term that I coined years ago when I created a healthy lifestyle blog. I I wrote that blog um, for years and it was called Welligance. And the term for me was the joining together of these two concepts, which I believe are the foundation of a well-lived life, and that is wellness and elegance. Now, before I go any further, let me explain those two terms as I define them. So I define wellness as having a sound and strong body, mind, and spirit. It's caring for yourself on all three levels. It's balance, it's energy and enthusiasm. That's really how I define wellness. So it's more than just the absence of disease. As for elegance, I am not referring to wearing pearls and emulating Audrey Hepburn, although I do love me some pearls and some Audrey. Um, I define elegance more as simplicity, as discernment, valuing quality over quantity in all things. 
I believe that someone who is truly elegant lives very intentionally with a very strong sense of character and confidence and purpose. It has nothing to do with money or status or country clubs. I think that those are some of the associations people make when they hear that term. But true elegance is a state of mind and a way of being. Uh, it's really a set of values more than anything else. So because a elegant woman values herself and her time and her energy, there are certain things that she simply does not engage in. So let's start there. A elegant woman doesn't fall prey to what I call the someday syndrome, which is really just putting life off, you know, procrastinating dreams and pleasure and play. A elegant woman also doesn't engage in things like martyrdom, perfectionism, self-judgment, criticism, deprivation. She doesn't force her way through life trying to control others. She's not a slave to the latest trends and fashions. Um, she, she doesn't look to others for validation. She knows that all of these things lead to a life of struggle and overwhelm and she is not down for that. Instead, she focuses on these nine principles, which I'm about to go over, uh, and which I believe are at the heart of a elegant life. And I promise you that if you do the same, the fabric of your life will change. And I know this because I have lived it and continue to live it. When I feel off kilter, when I begin to feel overwhelm or insecurity or a sense of lack or any of the negative emotions that we all feel from time to time, I come back to these principles and it's like dropping the anchor down. You know, it's how I steady myself and bring myself back into alignment. So these are the things that I consider to be the principles of a elegant woman's life. Number one is a elegant woman doesn't rush through her life. Now, this is a big one for me because I am a very dynamic person. As I said, I have a lot of creative energy. I have a lot of interests and passions. So I love being in motion. And sometimes, and by sometimes I mean quite often, <laughs> I have to remind myself to slow down. The definition of the word savor is to derive or receive pleasure from, get enjoyment from, take pleasure in. It implies slowness and mindfulness and appreciation. It is impossible to savor life when we're moving at breakneck speed. Busyness and rushing can become habits. And so we, you know, often have to work at breaking this pattern. Um, and the way that we do this is by becoming mindful about our lives and by kind of reconditioning ourselves, retraining ourselves. Instead of, you know, coming from the mindset of, I must do more and I have to go faster and I have to get it done, which, you know, let's face it, have become the mantras that run through most women's minds, we can kind of begin to tell ourselves that there's no hurry. I have plenty of time and it will all get done. This may not be easy to do. It certainly isn't always easy for me to do. But with consistent effort over time, 
we can modify the pace and the rhythm of our life. And then we can shift from the energy of merely, you know, consuming or producing information and experiences to the energy of really savoring them. I like to think of it as going slower to go deeper. And that's how I imagine a elegant woman living. Number two is that a elegant woman really cherishes her body. And for that matter, you know, cherish your whole self, body, mind, and spirit. Instead of struggling to reach some often unattainable physical goal, expand your perspective a bit. Recognize that you are more than just a physical body. You are an incredible being. A body, yes, but also a powerful mind and a strong and creative spirit. Stop obsessing over your physical form. Now, I'm not suggesting that you stop taking care of it, quite the contrary, but I am suggesting that you come to appreciate the wonder that you are. And this is especially important in midlife when our bodies are changing. A elegant woman listens to and loves her body. She eats and exercises as acts of reverence, not as punishments. And she monitors her thoughts and is extremely aware of the messages that she sends herself. She is kind and compassionate and forgiving with herself. And when you operate this way, you end up really nourishing your spirit by bringing more pleasure and beauty into your life. In short, you replace self-judgment and self-criticism, which never propels anyone toward their dreams, with a really deep sense of self-love. And that is kind of the secret sauce. Number three, a elegant woman has a daily sadhana. Now that's a term you may not have heard. In the world of yoga, sadhana is a daily spiritual practice. And this practice may take many forms. So it might be a few yoga postures um, or a silent seated meditation, but it could just as easily be a walk outside with your dog or some journal writing, right? The particular ritual you choose isn't important. The important thing is that you're committing to a daily practice that kind of recharges you and allows you to go inward and connect to your soul. Each of us has to really find what is manageable within the context of our life. Um, And it's entirely possible that what is manageable today might not be a year from now, right? So we have to also be somewhat flexible with the form that this takes. Um, However, a certain degree of discipline is required to ensure that we give ourselves this special time. And trust me, once you begin to experience the benefits of this practice, you will not want to miss a day. For me personally, my practice has changed a lot over the years. Um, There was a time that I woke up and I meditated for 15 minutes every morning. Um, And that was great. And at that time, that worked within the context of my life and it felt really good. There were times that it took the form of a long, hot bath every evening. Lately, my body seems to crave movement when I wake up, so I start the day with some yoga. Um, I'm pretty flexible about the form that it takes, but I can tell you that having this daily practice has really been a game changer for me in terms of helping me move from a state of nearly constant overwhelm to a state of peace and greater focus. I actually get a lot more done in a day, I think, because I have this practice. 
Number four, a elegant woman accepts full responsibility for the choices she makes. I think of this as emotional adulthood. A friend and mentor of mine is fond of saying, we are always at a choice point. And the truth of this statement is really striking. So many of us act out of habit and forget the power that we have in every moment to choose, to choose our thoughts, to choose our reactions, our words, our friends. Everything is a choice. So choose consciously. You know, treat others and yourself with integrity always. Own your yes and own your no. And this idea can be applied to food, to finances, to family, and everything in between. And when you get that, I mean, when you really get that you control you, it's incredibly empowering. Number five, a elegant woman seeks substance and quality in all areas of life. And I always love this quote by Diana Vreeland, who was the famous fashion editor. She said, elegance is refusal. It's the weeding out of everything in your life that lacks quality and substance. And this won't happen overnight. You know, this kind of editing takes some time, but set the intention and allow it to drive the choices that you make every day. To use a food analogy, it's the difference between a fast food life and a gourmet one. What ends up happening is that you accumulate less and you begin to make space for the things you wish to attract into your life. You subconsciously communicate to yourself and to the world that you are a gourmet kind of woman and that you will not settle for less. And that is a really important mindset. Certainly, it's the mindset of a elegant woman. Number six, a elegant woman appreciates her own unique journey with all of the lessons. She does not waste her time and energy fighting reality. Um, the author Byron Katie explains in her book, she has a great book called Loving What Is. She says, we must become a lover of reality if we ever expect to achieve peace. Railing against the past or against your present circumstances will never allow us to move forward in a positive way. And I know this to be true because I spent a lot of time doing exactly that, fighting reality. But by accepting our circumstances and being really clear about our desires and our intentions, we can make more conscious choices and take better and smarter actions. And that's what moves us forward and allows us to transform situations and ourselves. When things get hard, stay rooted in self-love and gratitude. In fact, if I had to identify the three foundational beliefs or values of a elegant woman, I would say that they are a sense of worthiness, a sense of mindfulness, and the willingness to take inspired action. That's sort of the navigation system. Number seven, a elegant woman prioritizes and seeks out beauty and pleasure. As many of you know, I am a total Francophile. I love France and anything French. And I think that this is the thing that I find most wonderful and most compelling about the French culture. There is such a reverence for pleasure. 
It's built into everyday life in so many ways from the smallest things to the biggest things. In our culture, pleasure seems to be something that women tend to put off or overlook. So if you want to live like a elegant woman, find what pleases you. That may be fresh flowers in your home or time spent in nature, maybe listening to music on the drive to work or your favorite perfume, whatever it is, incorporate those things into every day. There is beauty everywhere, so make it your job to find it and bring it into your life on a regular basis. Creating rituals around the things we find pleasurable is a powerful way to elevate our experiences and bring us more fully into the moment. Uh, number eight, a elegant woman has a really clear sense of her own unique style. And, and when I use the term style, I, it's not limited to fashion, although it certainly includes fashion. Style is the way in which something is done and the manner in which something is expressed. So we each have a very unique style. We express ourselves in a million different ways, in our home decor, in the way that we work and communicate and prepare a meal, um, the way we spend our leisure time, even our use of social media, right? We, even that we express style through. So recognizing and understanding our unique style requires a bit of self-awareness and introspection and some intentionality. Tune into your rhythms and your preferences. Approach style with a sense of curiosity and play because it really is an exploration of what lights you up. Determine exactly how you wish to express yourself rather than simply following the herd. And finally, and this is a big one, a elegant woman commits to her heroine's journey. The elegant woman knows that she is the heroine in her own life. And I know that sounds maybe a little simplistic or maybe a little corny, but it's really, really important. The heroine's journey is a process of continual learning and growth that leads to deeper self-knowledge and a greater sense of purpose. And the journey is really one that takes us inward. We get to know ourselves on the deepest level, not only our strongest, most beautiful and courageous self, but the shadow side as well, you know, those qualities that might hold us back or sabotage our efforts, the things that we struggle with. Understand that challenges are part of the deal and are an important part of growth. When we're able to reframe tough times as part of the journey and we call on all the skills and tools that we've learned to guide us, then we move from a place of self-pity to a place of personal development and growth and wisdom. And it really begins with taking ownership of our story, you know, committing to being the heroine. Because the heroine's journey is, is the journey from being kind of the princess who wants to be taken care of to being the queen who knows her own power, who owns that power, and who wields it wisely and effectively. That's really the place where all the magic happens and where true transformation begins. So if this is the kind of life you aspire to live, then again, you'll want to sign up for my newsletter. Um, make sure to get on that list and 
I will absolutely support you. Until next time, have a very elegant week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Elegant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.